0: Hello and welcome to Disappointment. My name is Derek Montia, right here on the PHNX D Back Show, occasionally known as your mayor of disappointment. This is my vice mayor of disappointment, also known as Thunder Sad Jesse Friedman. Well, we talked yesterday about how the, the bullpen
1: bent but didn't ah! break. Today, <laughs> Sorry, today it should. broke down. Ah! Today, it broke it broke and it the diamondbacks broke. remain broken with runners in scoring oh, positions and so i am there's, broken there's also that
0: i am broken i'm absolutely broken by this game uh for those of you that joined us for a watch along jesse and i did not pee for a very long time and we did that in hopes of. <laughs> i went win. the entire along. he went the entire game he didn't even
1: move from his chair <laughs> i did not time. take a bathroom break for three and a half hours jesse
0: is an absolute robot when it comes to watching baseball and uh we could use him out there because the diamondbacks not so good today. We will start though with saying we were worried very much so that we were going to curse Zach Gallon. Uh, and Zach Gallon did not blow up. He did not have a bad day. He didn't have a great day. Uh, but Zach Gallon was still effective, even when you could tell Zach Gallon wasn't. Still wasn't Zach Gallon.
1: He wasn't. Yeah, this was a, another day for Zach Gallon where he was kind of fighting through things and uh today the curveball seemed to be a little bit more there for him than it's been in his last few starts he but he was some, using it a lot yeah he, he threw some good ones but yeah he didn't really have much else going for him uh there were some some good cutters thrown in uh from time to time the changeup just continues to not really be an effective out pitch for him uh as it's been over the last few weeks so yeah zach gallon continues to uh be kind of fighting through uh, some of this uh this situation where he just doesn't really have his best stuff and he hasn't for a while. Uh and, and kudos to him today. The D backs did not lose this game because of Zach Gallon. Correct. Uh he theoretically could have uh escaped this game without giving up any runs if Kevin Ginkle had been able to uh to strand those two that he left on base in the in the sixth inning. Correct. So um yeah overall
0: not a not a great outing from Zach Gallon, but he was the, the least of the D backs problems in this game. Uh, five and two thirds innings, five hits, two runs, two earned because Ginkle did come in and couldn't get uh, Zach Gallon out of the jam. Uh, two walks and three strikeouts. If we want to talk about things that we are concerned about, is the three strikeouts for Zach Gallon? Uh, you know, obviously, it's pretty weird. Two walks, even that's kind of uncommon for him because we know about how long he went without giving up any walks. But that's not that's not you know a concern as much as really the the three strikeouts and the fact that Zach Gallon didn't have much today that he could put anybody away with
1: yeah he he really didn't uh that just sort of continues to be to be the case for him and uh in this game altogether he had nine whiffs and like we said during the watch along uh zach allen is usually in about the 15 range if zach allen is on his game he's usually getting at least around you know 14 15 he only had nine in this one five were on the uh the cutter and then four on the knuckle curve he did not get a single swing and miss on the fastball or the changeup in this game, um, exit velocities were actually fairly low against him. Uh, Eighty-five point five was the average. Uh, we've seen him have some pretty good starts where the average exit velo against him was quite high. So he was uh, inducing some soft contact in this game, but uh, but yeah, it wasn't.
0: It was not his sharpest outing of the season. Far from it. Here's the thing, though: is that Zach Gallon, like I said, did do enough to give the Diamondbacks a substantial. Hundred uh, percent opportunity. To I mean, win it was game.
1: five to nothing. It was five to when Zach Gallon walked off the mound with
0: two outs, two on in the sixth inning. Yeah, uh, and then the bullpen, bullpen, and they yeah. did what the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen has done—not uh, as often this season, obviously, as it as it has done it last season. But the bullpen remains a problem right now for this team. Jesse said they bent and didn't break yesterday. A lot of the same problems that we saw from yesterday's win. Uh, was what went wrong for the Diamondbacks today. The bullpen, uh, again, Kevin Ginkle cannot get out of the inning without giving up. Uh, I believe he gave up three runs before all was said and done. Uh, then you also had uh, a pretty good run there for a bit of a couple of guys. I think McGuff came in and was surprisingly good. So I want to give Scott McGuff uh, his flowers because he gets blamed, obviously, for some of his <laughs> rough outings. Uh, but, uh, you know, then you had Jose Ruiz who came into the ninth and actually looked. Like a fairly viable, you know, uh, pitcher to, to be in there in that position. He's able to get two outs. Believe he was, you know, down down to a, the last out and just couldn't get the job done. Gives up a single. Trey Turner, who absolutely has struggled at the plate. If you watch the watch along, you know uh, how much shit was <laughs> talked about Trey Turner. And of course he made us, <laughs> of course he made us pay. Uh, and, and we're blaming it at all on Sean DePaz, by the way. Um, so shout out Sean DeLoss. Sean DeLoss, of course. But That's going to stick for probably oh, quite a while. It's, yeah. Well, the losses <laughs> stick for quite a while sometimes, but just one out away from the sweep. Uh, Jose Ruiz can't complete that. He also blows up in the 10th and ends up. Uh, they had a weird approach to the 10th. I know a lot of people probably. Uh, Hated what Torrey Lavallo did, uh, walking Kyle Schwarber intentionally out of the gate. Uh, Then a wild pitch moves everybody up, and it was pretty much a far gone conclusion at that point that they were going to score. Yeah, I think
1: Kyle Schwarber, the Kyle Schwarber intentional walk makes sense because. At that point in the game, the D-backs didn't score in the top half of the 10th, so you're in a walk-off situation. All that matters is the lead runner, right? So you can you can stack up base Very runners much. behind the lead runner. It and not make a lot of, the of speed
0: there with Schwarber, obviously, because yeah. he runs like a toddler. Yeah, like he runner. would be yeah. like a, a guy
1: you could get into force out pretty sure. easily. So I think that move did make sense. Um, what was inexplicable in the 10th inning was really that Jose Herrera clanked um uh, a pitch it was a pass ball it was not a wild pitch the pitch was not in the dirt there was another uh situation in the game that was similar I think that pitch was in the dirt but it was a play that Jose Herrera probably should have made uh and there was another play where he and Emmanuel Rivera miscommunicated on on a infield pop-up and foul ground and were not able to make the play there so um Jose Herrera is on the D-backs roster because of his defense Uh, You know, kudos to him for for being better offensively this season. He did have a double. He did score a run in this game. But uh, but yeah, it was a really, really rough game for him in those last few innings defensively when that's really supposed to be a strength of his. And at that point, Derek, the game is I don't want to say the game is is over. I don't want to say the game is decided because of that clank. (sighs) But first and second, nobody out in extra innings is very different from second and third nobody out once those guys get up to second and third all right you're basically just gonna walk the next guy you know set up the force out again uh which they did in unintentional intentional sort of a style uh then you've got the bases loaded nobody out and it's like all right somehow this went from runner at second nobody out to bases loaded nobody out with the Phillies hitters doing absolutely nothing right Schwarber was intentionally walked Jose yes. Herrera made that yeah. mistake. Yeah. They walked the next guy. The Phillies hitters did absolutely nothing um, until until the walk-off hit, which, granted, that was, that was well hit. I, I think that was probably going to be over Paven Smith's head no matter what or, at the very least, uh, a sacrifice fly. So... Uh, That was really the one thing that the Phillies did in the 10th inning to to deserve this win. And the other side of this is the D-backs offense just went silent. It's It's something was absurd. It's something we've kind of seen this a few times, right, where the D-backs jump on teams early. They get a big lead and then they just don't really do much for like four or five innings in a row. Uh, And that came back to bite the Diamondbacks
0: in this one. As a matter of fact, in the summary of MLB.com, the top of the third uh, or yeah, exactly. The top of the third after Emmanuel Rivera scores uh, or, or gets a run. Evan Longoria uh, hits that homer. And there's nothing else for the Arizona Diamondbacks on the summary after that. Everything else is pretty much the Phillies coming back because there were no major hits. There were no key moments. There were no runs added on. Five runs is still enough runs that can win you baseball games. But really, the Arizona Diamondbacks offense just went stagnant with runners in scoring position. And again, going back to yesterday, their runners in scoring position uh, situation didn't bite them. But it could have. And today it ends up because it's the exact same thing. Two for 14 yesterday. Two for 15 today.
1: Two for 12 on on Monday. Oh, I God. mean, it's it's kind of a thing. And and I want to make sure that I emphasize this isn't as much about not getting hits with runners in scoring position. It's about not having productive outs with runners in scoring right,
0: position. Right. Not moving runners up. Not bunting removing, guys, sack bunts, yes. sack flies. Anything that actually helps... Uh, manufacture a run, which the Diamondbacks yeah. right now are not doing well, but we feel like they're very capable of with the speed they have and just their ability that of what they used to do, right? The create chaos moniker that they had early on in April. Really, they're not creating chaos anymore. Today's runs were doubles and guys on base and like, you know, uh, Longoria's home run, but for the most part, they didn't do much to manufactured runs. It felt like they went into coast. Once we got to that 5-0 lead and then just couldn't get it back going again. Baseball really is one of those sports, as corny as it sounds, where you have to stay in a groove. It's the reason why if you want to question something about Torrey Lavolo, one of the biggest things that I've always had a problem with is him giving guys days off when they're in the middle of a hit streak like Lourdes Gurriel is who is on a 16-hit streak currently, and they give him the day off when they have a day off tomorrow. The Diamondbacks could yeah. have used Guriel's bat in the lineup today, and I feel like it was one of those overestimated things. The lineup today probably wasn't enough to win a game against the Phillies when we looked at it early on. Tori chose to sit a number of guys, but they still were able to put forth a solid effort and get a, a substantial lead that they just weren't able to hold on to. And, and when I yeah. say they... I mean, the bullpen, like the bullpen really just dropped, just blew up today. Like we've seen them do, unfortunately, in the past and, and, and just not be able to do what, what their job is. Keep, keep the game, uh, try not to try not to let this thing get out of control. I mean, there's a lot of situations where they could still have given up one run and the game would have been fine. The Diamondbacks still would have won, but the bullpen just gave up just critical runs at at really bad times late in the game yeah Down backs had no answer offensively
1: no no they didn't and yeah a couple things so uh first of all the hitting with runners and scoring position stuff that that's going to be streaky over the course of a season Absolutely. so honestly the D-backs have kind of I think someone said it in the comments they've sort of just had uh Connor said very sudden and hard regression to the mean yeah yeah that's basically what's happened and honestly their their numbers with runners and scoring position for the season I don't think are bad I'd have to look at them but uh, I have to look at them again. But with how good they were in April, this has just been kind of a regression to the mean. It's not like the D-backs have some massive runners and scoring position problem. That's going to be streaky. But that's no excuse for having bases loaded, nobody out in the sixth inning, and not being able to score a run. Yeah. You don't need a bases-clearing double in order to score a run. You just need a sacrifice fly, or you know some of these things that, that we're talking about. You can manufacture runs in, in other ways. The other thing regarding the bullpen no secret, Andrew Chafin and Miguel Castro were not available for the D-backs in this game, uh, and that that's big for them, right? They needed both of those guys each of the last two days. Both of those guys had pitched in three of the last four. Uh, you have to respect Torrey Lovelo's decision not to go to either one of them. And we talked about it on the watch along uh, in the sixth or seventh inning. It was like, all right, we you don't really want to see this game get too close because the D-backs might have a hard time nailing down a close lead. Late in the game. And sure enough. You've got Jose Ruiz. Coming in the ninth inning. Who has. He has pitched quite well. For the D-back. Since coming over. From Chicago. But Jose Ruiz. Is not a closer. Right. Jose Ruiz. Should probably not be. Your ninth inning man. Your
0: high leverage. Situation. It's guy. just
1: not. An, it's not an ideal situation. They almost were able. To sneak out of this one. Getting away with it. Uh, but at the end of the day. Uh, You know, not having if the D-backs have Castro and Chafin, they probably win this game. But you can't have those guys pitch every single day. You need a little bit more depth back there. Uh, And I'm sure as we approach the trade deadline, that is something we'll be we'll be talking
0: a lot about in in the next couple months. Absolutely. And I I don't know what to say other than this one was just a, a terrible loss. Really, when it comes down to it, there's there's few things to say. The Diamondbacks bullpen shouldn't have been put in that situation. Maybe Torrey Lavello should have gone to Austin Adams. Well, we were excited to see him at some point. They never uh, utilized him out of the bullpen, maybe thinking this game might go longer. Baseball games don't go long very much. Uh, they, they don't go past the 12th inning these days with the ghost. They
1: did have the... uh, they had Luis Frias back there, too, who they I did. think could have, could have given right. them some, some length. So, yeah, maybe for the 10th inning you could make a case Steve backs could have gone to, to Austin know. Adams. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jose Ruiz didn't necessarily make all that many mistakes in the 10th inning. It was just... There are runner, runners at second and third, nobody out, yeah. uh, and that's a pretty tough situation yeah. to work
0: your way out of as a pitcher. Um, we could we 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 could dwell on the negatives all we all we want, but we want to give some positive. And of course, the man that deserves our king snake is the guy that didn't even play today, <laughs> Lourdes Gurriel, with a five fifty six batting average. Uh, again, extends his career high hit streak to sixteen games uh and again did not play in this game we were actually a little worried that he might get thrown in as a pinch hitter maybe the diamondbacks could have used his bat but uh it would have kind of sucked to see his hitting streak end due to just one pinch hit at bat which is possibly what could happen there
1: but yeah it would but also like <laughs> you're still gonna, you want to win the game <laughs> yeah, you want to win the game yeah. more than you want to turn or Guriel juniors hit streak into 17 um so, yeah, and I don't know if the D-backs, though, to be fair, I don't know if the D-backs had any, like, ideal clear-cut spots to go to their, right. to their bench. Where it would have uh, given them an advantage by bringing him in. Yeah, you could make a case, like, Nick Ahmed, probably once the lefty was taken out of the game, I know he has these weird reverse splits, but that's probably not going to hold in the long run. You probably could have put in Geraldo Perdomo uh, to play shortstop the, the rest of this game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, Jose Herrera coming up against, um, you know, I think Gabby Moreno is obviously yeah. the, the, better, uh, guy offensively there too. So the D backs very much went with the so-called B lineup in this game and you kind of have to do that on some level, uh, but maybe there, maybe there's a way to stagger it a little bit more so yeah. you don't have, you know, Moreno and Gurriel, Uh, and Perdomo out of the lineup in the same
0: day. There's a lot of guys struggling right now. Nick Ahmed is obviously struggling. Josh Rojas is struggling. Christian Walker is struggling. I mean, yeah. uh, and a couple of these guys you're not going to take out of the lineup, but it feels like Ahmed is one of those guys that, you know, really at this point should back up Perdomo with the way Perdomo is playing. It's not to say Nick Ahmed isn't going to get any playing time. And right now the Diamondbacks I don't really think have any prospects with Blaze Alexander being injured. Uh, that they could potentially call up as a shortstop for the time being. So feels like Ahmed's going to at least need to stick around uh, in, a, in a backup role. But I feel like that might be a little bit better of a situation for the Diamondbacks because Perdomo's splits aren't that dramatic either for himself. And, and Perdomo's yeah. just been a very productive at-bat. They talked on the broadcast yesterday about how he's also been a very vocal cheerleader for this team and a leader out there at, at shortstop. And, you know, Perdomo's very young to be showing that level of maturity. So I personally, much like many of you, would like to see him get more playing time. And maybe Tori throw a little bit of these uh you know, starting pitcher splits uh kind of out the window and maybe go a little bit with the hot hand. But Uh, That remains to be seen because that's never actually going to (laughs) happen. But it
1: remains to be seen because we know it's not going to happen. We know it's not going (laughs) to happen.
0: It'll remain to be seen forever. But uh, if you guys want to get ready for the summer, especially – or the few Arizona Diamondbacks games where you'll go to where the roof will be open and the sun will be out. The heat is oppressive here. We're not, we're not doing the roof open thing anymore, but uh, for gear built to last in this oppressive heat and in this sun, get yourself a pair of shady rays, premium polarized shades. Uh, It's an independent sunglasses company with a world-class product. Uh, They are just as good as expensive company glass, sunglass companies, but not only will they not charge you as much, they also have a absolutely bonkers, uh, uh, protection plan that will give you this kind of protection. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by law, lo- bro- lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair No questions asked. They have your back long after your purchase. Uh, You can check them out right now at Kierland Commons, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. Uh, And if you don't love your Shady Rays, if you get them, for instance, online, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team, again, always has your back. And exclusively for our PHNX listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And I will say this. Uh, I have like six or seven pairs of sunglasses. Jesse's seen them. I have a lot of sunglasses. Uh, the Shady Rays have taken over by far as my favorite pair of sunglasses. They're incredible. Uh, and they're just, uh, they're, they're, they just—they're—they—they block out the sun better than everything else, uh, especially when you're driving. That's a big thing. You need polarized uh, gl- glasses for driving in Arizona. But uh, speaking of driving, don't miss out on the Keeping It One Hundred Golf Tournament at Dobson Ranch on May twenty sixth. It's right around the corner. Uh, it's this Friday. Pins and Aces will be out there with prizes and all sorts of fun stuff. And you got to check out Pins and Aces as well. It's our official golf apparel partner of PHNX in all city. We have an absolutely incredible Phoenix Polo that Pins and Aces designed and put out. It is that will lovely. Be part of that, I, I I love it so much. I can't wait.
1: We're all a little skeptical of Phoenix around here, but like a whole bunch of him on a on a shirt. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, we yeah. want that more, more is better, <laughs> more is better. Uh,
0: check out the big drive energy podcast, by the way, wherever you get your podcast, if you love golf uh, and check out pins and aces. If you need to get yourself an amazing polo hat, golf bag, or even a beer sleeve for your bag, which is something we should all have. Uh, you can check out pins and and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Uh, that's pinsandaces.com. Chris Melton says, I just want to come to heckle the golfers. Do it.
1: Yeah, that's totally a lie. That's do what it. we're all going to do. I'm not there to golf. Or, so or I'm just you could be like Susan
0: and just come out and encourage them like she used to do for the players. I haven't seen her out in a while, but when she came out, and hey, let's go. Let's go, Christian Walker. Uh, anyway, uh, that's always fun to do. But uh, We thank you guys for being here right now on the PHN Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so already. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live. Uh, and leave us a thumbs up, just so that Jesse knows how much you love him. Uh, if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review; we always appreciate your feedback, uh, even though we don't really want to. We don't want to talk about this series anymore because we are so disgusted by this game that we saw today. Uh, <laughs> the DVX won two out of three know, on the road against so the team that was like in they, the World Series they just, last year. They right? Do this to me so much. Like again, this goes back they to what do. you were saying. This is a team that if you would have told me they were going to be in this spot earlier on, I wouldn't have really believed you. Right. It's definitely one of those things that would have made me say, I, I no, no, that's not possible. The diamondbacks will not be 29 and 21 midway through. May. Still fantastic. But it's like, there's just so many of these series where it just feels like they dominated the opposing team. Uh, this one, maybe not so much, but it felt like they should have gotten a sweep in this one. And, uh, for them to essentially snatch uh, snatch a loss out of the jaws of victory uh, is uh, is kind of maddening. But let's take a look at the numbers on this series. Uh, we got 15 runs to 12 runs in the long run, which doesn't feel once again like a dominant Diamondback series win. But hey, they scored more. Uh, hits are very close, errors close. Uh, but yeah, the relief pitching ERA really tells the story and of course also like we said the runners in scoring position they were just bad in this series flat out bad yeah I mean this is kind of the story of of the D-backs right now
1: right it's the starting pitching has been pretty good recently Uh, The bullpen has been this just sort of okay-ish and the hitting with runners in scoring position has been awful, right? Uh, And that's kind of what happened in this series. D-backs still, uh, you know, I think there's a a world in which maybe the the D-backs aren't able to to win yesterday's game, but they do win today and everyone's happy because they took two out of three from the Phillies. Uh, On the whole, this is still a good outcome for them, but... Uh, yeah, the D-backs have, have, like we said earlier, the D-backs have left some games on the table this season. Uh, I think back to uh, that that A's game last week that we talked about earlier. That was a uh, meltdown of uh, horrific proportions, and there was a similar one against the Washington Nationals in that series finale. The Diamondbacks lost that game nine to eight. The series finale against the Miami Marlins uh, on Wednesday, May 10th. That was two weeks ago today. D-Backs lost that game by a run. Uh, it wasn't quite the the blow up that that this one was or that some of those other games have been. But it, it's this weird thing where the D-Backs are winning so many games and yet it it feels like there are these games that they really should have won that they just weren't able to come away with. Uh the bullpen, when it has blown up, it has sort of done so in dramatic fashion. And the D-backs haven't necessarily had those kinds of wins themselves. They haven't necessarily had games where they, you know, were trailing by four or five runs going into the seventh inning or the sixth inning, and they're able to come away and uh, and find a way to win, right? Most of the games that this team is winning, they're kind of winning from the beginning and they're able to just kind of hold on all the way through, which is a, a credit to their position players and, and how good a lot of those guys have been. But yeah, for, for being a 29-21 a, a and 21 baseball team at this point in the season, uh, I think they've, they've caused a little bit more anxiety and frustration than, than teams that are this successful
0: probably normally would have. Well, the Diamondbacks move on. Um, but in the meantime, you can check out our friends at Circle K. Uh, their road trip ends, but your road trip doesn't need to end. Uh, we're excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. You can check them out uh, for your best coffee, beer, and snack selection premium gas, and don't forget, in gas entertainment. This guy right here. Uh, <laughs> stock up at Circle K, America's third stop with Polar Pops because they're enjoyable. Uh, and of course, get their iced coffee coffee for $1.89. You can get Red Bulls, three for $8. Monsters, three for six. Uh, make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, you can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to Circle K, dot com slash store dash locator to find circle k's near you cheapest gas too by the way the one across the street from us on roosevelt and seventh is like the gas price goes down every day recently i love that yeah the one by my house uh the gas station unnamed gas station by my house is not doing that same thing so check out circle k to fill up as well Uh, and and of course uh, don't forget to check out uh mini Derek, tiny Derek, on the little television screen (laughs) Well, uh, also you can grab four peaks at circle K or you can grab four peaks wherever you get your beers. You can get four peaks also at the eighth street pub. They have a wonderful variety of beers. If you haven't checked them out yet, uh, kilt lifter being the number one that everybody has heard of, but they have a wide variety. Wow. Wheat being one of my favorites, Hop not all sorts of great stuff. So check out four peaks. And of course they're giving you some tickets to an Arizona diamondbacks game with their four peaks, four seats promotion. One lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Ticket come, tickets come with D-Bucks, so you can grab some food and some uh, wonderful Four Peaks beer while you're at the stadium. And enter go to enter, go by uh, go to Four Peaks Brew on Instagram. The link is in the bio. You can check out at Four Peaks Brewer or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Uh, let's take a look at the probables for the Diamondbacks coming back here to Chase Field and uh let's take a look at what they have lined up. Yeah, well,
1: uh we don't really know for sure if Brandon Fott is actually going to uh pitch in this game. So uh these uh your your probables are are fraudulent here, Damon. They're they're just no, I'm I'm kidding. I think Brandon Fott is the guy who who lines up for the Friday game. So uh we'll see if he makes that start. There's a chance that Zach Davies uh ultimately comes back for the diamondbacks and starts that friday game instead of brandon fought and fought gets sent down but he is the guy who who currently lines up um i did notice earlier today that the reno aces had probables lined up for friday and saturday i wouldn't necessarily think that would be much to read into uh the d-backs could just make some maneuvers there and and slide fought in if, if that's the decision that they make in in the long run but um but yeah, we get Chris Sale at Chase Field on on Friday. He's not quite wow. the not quite the the pitcher that he used to be. But uh, the Red Sox are kind of a similar team to the Diamondbacks in a lot of ways. They uh, their position players have been quite good. They don't strike out a lot. They put the ball in play, uh, and their
0: uh, starting pitching has been a little shaky, as you can as you can see here. I wouldn't read too much into Brandon Fauci' ERA at this point, with how many starts he's had and how bad, of course, the first couple of that's w- fair. Those yeah. Yeah, very uh, and again, true. like Jesse said, we don't even know if Brandon fought is actually going to start uh, in in this spot, but it makes the most sense, and uh, yeah, uh, at least for now, I don't know, we things could happen very quickly. Uh, but the Boston Red Sox come to town for the first time since 2019, so a long time since we've seen them. Yeah, we'll see them more it's part frequently of the this now. new
1: this new balanced schedule love thing it. that we got going on. Now. I love it. Yeah.
0: Um, What are your thoughts, though, about seeing more teams like the Red Sox? I mean, obviously, that's a great thing because, you know, we talked about this schedule that the Diamondbacks have. We talked about May uh, being an easy month. I know we want to get very mad about this particular game. And you know what? I'm going to let you. Go ahead. Be (laughs) mad. Uh, Go ahead and fire us all of your fire everybody uh, tweets and all that. We'll be fine with it. But keep things into perspective. The Diamondbacks have won. So far, the last three series, they won the all three series on the road, which isn't easy to do when you're talking about a, a, a nine-game road trip like this. Yeah. So they took care of business, even though they didn't get the job done in some of those games that they should have won. Uh, like some of you said, maybe they'll learn from this going forward. Maybe this will be a great you know opportunity. Like it's it's always good not to I guess win. Too much because at times you need a reminder how easy it is for things to go south. The Diamondbacks still have to figure out their bullpen, right? And, uh, uh, of course, today the biggest thing was just, they just – they didn't have all hands on deck, right? I think that they probably would have gone to different guys in the bullpen, uh, like Jesse said, if Chaf- Chafin and and uh, uh, Castro were available, but they weren't. So now we're in a yeah. position where the Diamondbacks really you know, uh, are going to have games like this where – uh, they don't have a choice but to kind of go out there with their B lineup and do everything they can to win. Uh, it's good for some of those guys to still, you know, get that experience. You know, I mean, even the bullpen arms that aren't going to be used most uh, normally in high leverage situations being used in situations like this, uh, it, it's, it's good experience for them. And hopefully uh, they rebound from it, kind of like what we've seen from Scott McGuff since he had his couple of shaky starts. I, I think, though, that, uh, again, for the month of May, the, the Boston Red Sox come to town. They're still a very good team. Uh, but the yeah. Diamondbacks, again, they, they still have a, a few games left in this month against teams that they can win against. And this is another winnable series, uh, uh, especially with the starting pitching uh, for Boston being kind of as bad as it is.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit more of a difficult homestand. You've got the the Red Sox for three, the Rockies for three. It's a little bit of a break. Uh, and then you've got the Atlanta Braves uh, next weekend. Who, of course, one of the best teams in the league, if not mean the best team in the league or at least in the national league so uh yeah I think this will this will be a fun series I personally am looking forward to it I've never seen the Red Sox play in person in my life wow. uh so I mean they don't really make their way to this yeah, part of the country very often of I don't really Arizona I've often. never been to Boston in my life either so uh so yeah it should be it should be fun to watch I for one am a huge fan of the balanced schedule and uh definitely you know, I, I think this is gonna be a, a big weekend potentially for the Diamondbacks uh attendance wise. It'll be interesting to see how uh these Red Sox games draw. Uh it'll, it'll also be interesting to see how many uh Red Sox fans there are in attendance at Chase Field because you figure <laughs> them being here a for lot. the first time in a four lot. years, there might be it's quite a little few. Little. Uh but yeah, it should be uh it should be a fun series all the way around and Uh, Chris Sale like I said is is not the pitcher that he used to be but he is still I think pretty good he's a lot better than his ERA will tell you Uh, we'll see if Zach Davies is is making that start Friday or uh, whether it will be Brandon Fott as as scheduled Uh, and then the rest of the series uh, you've got uh, Tanner Houck pitching for the uh, for the Red Sox as well as Garrett Whitlock both uh, pitchers who have been eh, just okay this year so uh, on the whole things line up reasonably well for the D-backs.
0: Let's take a moment, though, to look beyond that, because like you said, uh, they do have the Rockies for four games after that, so they can really mm. finish the month out strong with that four-game series against a team like the Rockies uh, and end May on that high note. And, and looking back on it, like I said, with the exception of that series loss to the Marlins, the Diamondbacks took care of business in the month of, of May, even if they weren't able to complete a sweep. Uh, in April or May. Uh, but they start June off uh, hot with that series against the Braves, and then they end it uh, pretty hot with a series against the Rays. So, uh, But in between there, again, June has a lot of winnable series. When we talk about beyond the Braves, we have the Nationals, the Tigers, the Phillies. It's really come back. not bad. Yeah. Uh, Guardians, Brewers. Brewers are a bit of a tougher team, but then they have the Giants right before they go, uh, go head-to-head with the Rays. So, like, again – Uh, The Diamondbacks need to take care of business in a similar fashion in the month of June. Uh, Beyond that, things get fairly more difficult in July and August. So this is the time for the Diamondbacks to stack those wins before they have to take on, you know, the Mets and then the Blue Jays and the Braves all in very close series after in the month of July. So uh, it's, it's that time, the Diamondbacks. That's why games like this hurt so much. And that's why the loss to Oakland hurt so much. These, both of these losses were very similar where the Diamondbacks were up by five runs or more in, in both games, five runs in both yeah. games, actually. Uh, and then they just couldn't end up closing the door. Uh, these are the kind of games that if they end up missing out on the playoffs when September comes around, that that these are the games that are going to hurt, that they didn't win.
1: Yeah, yeah. And hopefully we don't get to that point. Uh, we talked the other day about how the, the D-backs' uh, playoff <laughs> chances, according to fan graphs, have tipped in the uh, above 50% range. So, uh, they're in a really good spot, and that's that's the, the big takeaway, I think, overall, is that the Diamondbacks still took care of business in Philadelphia. They took two out of three against a team that is struggling but still has some pretty good hitters in there. I don't believe for a second that Trey Turner is going to have a 650 OPS uh, for the entire season. Uh, unfortunately, he sort of started his breakout against the Diamondbacks. Do we he wish want to he, talk about what Sean he wish said? He, uh, he maybe. I mean, we kind of already sort of alluded we, to it. Did and we? Did we didn't, specifically we didn't, say the thing? Did say we feel no, we that we filled people in that weren't not. watching
0: our watch along? We did not that. As to what Sean DePaaz did.
1: Yeah, we have not done that. Would you like to? Would you like Damon, to be honored?
0: Damon, can you jump in and recap it for us? <laughs> um, so before Trey Turner
1: walks up, there's two outs and uh, one runner on. After a one single, one runner on, and Sean. Sean makes sure to say, hey, Trey Turner sucks. And we're all <laughs> like, whoa, what? let's not do that right now. And he immediately hits just a yeah. monstrous home run. Yeah. Classic Sean, just mushing the whole organization.
0: Disgusting. I'm classic, classic Sean. Sean DeLoss. Sean DeLoss. Sean DeLoss. Sean DeLoss. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, we thank you guys for being here. We thank you, those of you that stuck around for both the watch along and the show god bless you uh we know it's been a, a long <laughs> afternoon it has been for us and jesse's it's been, almost, it's
1: been almost five
0: hours Yeah, just five <laughs> hours straight of looking at our dumb faces but we appreciate you <laughs> for it uh if you need something else to do besides this make sure to check out octane raceway and mavericks uh it's an absolute blast and you know what you don't even need to have kids uh to go check it out it's a Great place for adults to go have adult fun. Uh, and kids, yeah, kids can go too. But uh, Mavericks has free bowling for veterans on Memorial Day. So uh, all veterans and active duty personnel who show their military ID from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. will get free bowling. In addition, the venue will open early at 10 a.m. and feature some doorbuster, or doorbuster deals, including buy one, get one free $20 game cards and buy one, get one free laser tag from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Octane is also offering free axe throwing to all active and retired military personnel. You just need your military IDs so show up on Memorial Day and have yourself a fun time. They're also going to have uh, kids bowl free programs this summer uh, and so much more. You can book some fun uh, this summer over at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Kart racing, virtu- virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. Uh, tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com to learn more. Uh, but the mark the, the, the thing we want to do is we want to go watch baseball uh, and like we said the Boston Red Sox are coming to town the best place to grab your tickets for that is last minute over at game time because game time not only has a beautiful app that's easy to use but also has you covered for concerts shows and sporting events uh, it's the it's the place for last minute ticket deals and it is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with game time uh, and procrastinators, this this one's for us. We can get them last minute. Uh, We can avoid the FOMO and just go to the event. Uh, Download the game time app now. Create Create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed uh az sports girl wants to attack sean uh, i understand so <laughs> the rest of us uh cog says this is espo territory i also agree with that cogs just wants to be blamed of any free of blame uh, himself and remember you abandoned us and the offense so uh <laughs> we don't forget that either cogs but Uh, We thank you guys for being here. We will be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Even though there is no baseball game, we will be here for you to provide you with the baseball entertainment that you so So, richly desire.
1: It's Power Rankings Day. Power Rankings Day. Come on through. Talk about some other national narratives. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe some some trade deadline targets in, in May. Are we go. We go in there. Are we ready for we, that? We.
0: It's <laughs> never too early to talk trade deadline targets. Jesse, you know that with me. But uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Damon is at Damon Dog with a D A W G and a roar at the end. Uh, our show is at Phnx underscore Dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to at Phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys so much for your time. We thank you so much for uh sticking with us and remember kids baseball is fun but god damn it it's so much more fun when you can hit with runners in scoring position